Hey, welcome to the Timmy Riggs podcast, Life in the Meantime. I, uh, I'm i at home. I'm doing this a little bit differently than I usually do because of the coronas, right? That's uh, obviously on everybody's mind, and um, there's a lot that comes with it. We are in uncertain times for sure. We don't really know what's coming next every hour, really, right? And this week kind of stings for a lot of people because it was spring break for anyone that kind of works in the school area whether you're in school or for me again it was it was kind of a moment that we were going to take some time off and go to Florida and spend time with my family and uh, we just got Sunday we made the decision hey it's probably best not to fly right now let's stay home and so we had to kind of postpone our flights and so all types of things people were completely unexpecting to happen these last couple weeks, right? And so sometimes we can get a little scared, get a little nervous, and obviously we're seeing so much of, of different kinds of posts that saying, hey, don't be fearful, don't be afraid, God doesn't call us to, to live out of fear. And, and while I agree with all that, I think there's even more, there's kind of deeper conversations to be involved. I mean, we can't deny the fact that we see things like the stock market going down in a major way, uh, the sh- the um, quarantine, or what are we calling it, the slowdown affecting people's jobs in a major way. I know that there are people losing their jobs already, and people who, their jobs, their paycheck week to week is really important, and so we had to figure out how to help those people, and I think that's what's really exciting to see. I think the church, you're going to see a whole other side of the church, and so I want to jump on and talk real briefly about um, the idea of converting retreat into advance. And so FDR speech is kind of going on around a little bit more right now, you know, and uh, he says where he talks about the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. And at the end of that speech or some part in it, he says, let us convert retreat into advance. And so it's funny because on one hand, we literally are all having to retreat. We're all having to kind of say, hey, let's stay home, do what you can to not be out as much as possible. Um, Social distancing, let's, let's slow this thing down. And so in one sense, we are retreating. But in another sense, I think that that's part of the advancement. And that's part of us making sure that we are going to come out on the other side without as many casualties, if you will, literally. Um, We want to protect the vulnerable. But I think even in the midst of this, there are a lot of things we can advance. I love this quote that John Maxwell says. He says, uncertainty, so crisis, right? Uncertainty is always an opportunity for leadership. And so what does that mean? You know, well, I start thinking about it and I'm like, let's look at it, at it spiritually from the church standpoint, right? I'm, I'm a pastor. So a lot of the way I'm thinking right now is, okay, how, how can the church provide for the community and for the people and how can we be who God has called us to be? One of the things I think is going to be really cool about this is we are going to see all types of different things develop out of this, different ways to be the church, to learn how to worship together, to stay connected. I think right there, little examples of advancing. I think last week and this upcoming week, what's really encouraging is we know that the church world has moved online. We have a lot of online stuff, but I think there's a lot of the church world that hasn't. And, you know, it's kind of always a debate because it's like, we got to go where the people are. Well, the people are online. And so I think that uh, we're able to now see this week more churches than ever just jumping out of sheer necessity online and and 
posting their sermons and posting devotionals and prayer times and things like that. And so I think it's probably safe to say in the midst of this crisis, the church has been able to preach the gospel more than ever online, that the gospel has been shared in more ways and been reposted and, and reshared and commented on and everything in all different kinds of ways um, more than ever this week. And so that's pretty cool. And, you know, one of the things it reminds me of is David. I think of of King David in the Old Testament. I think about his journey from being just a shepherd boy to king and how it just looked really unconventional. There was a lot of things that he or those around him didn't expect, and yet he rose to the occasion. And so you take the day that he, he has to go to the Israelite camp where there's a just there's a standstill between the Israelites and Goliath and his whole army, right? And they're, the Israelites are terrified to fight Goliath. And so David is there only to deliver food to his brothers. And he's literally like, guys, what are you what, what are you stopping for? Why aren't you fighting this guy? Why won't anyone fight him? So David is like, I'll do it, which kind of seems like a joke to everybody. But finally, King Saul's like, whatever, dude. No one else wants to do it. I guess I'll let you. So King Saul, he's thinking the way he's always thought. So he says, David, come here. Let me put my armor on you. Let you take my sword. Why don't you get ready to go fight Goliath hand to hand? That's what they're all thinking. And David goes, no, no, no. I'm not going to use your armor. That's not the way I do it. See, I see an opportunity here. This huge, big, slow dude, maybe I can fight him the way that I've been trained up. Maybe I can use my sling, just like I've been using it to protect my sheep. And so the first thing David does is he comes out and he just says, hey, God is going to deliver you to us today. So he's saying God is always going to be on our side. He's fighting for us. He's there with us. And so that's the part where we have to remind ourselves, right? Like we have to keep saying like, hey, it is faith over fear. But doesn't stop there. David still had to take action. He had to actually live it out. And so he starts thinking, well, how about I use my stones? And he he slings, sends his stone, killing Goliath, right? Goes over and then hand to hand, he chops his head off. All right. That's the gruesome part of it. But anyway, the point is David is doing both spiritual and practical actions. He's saying, God will deliver you to us. I'm going to believe that. I'm going to move forward in faith, but I'm also, I'm going to innovate. I'm going to be creative. I'm going to do things that most most people aren't doing and have it done. And that's the story of David's life. And I feel like that's the story that we're in right now. We're in a situation that's serious. Uh, People can get really sick and can die. The stock market is in the tank. People are losing their jobs. People's retirements and savings are going away. But we've seen this happen before time and time again throughout history. And so how can we as a people come together and say, hey, let's innovate, let's create. What what new things can the church do? And maybe some of the things that we can recalibrate, right? Like, oh, we were spending a little bit too much time on this. Now let's refocus, spend time on this. I think it's a great opportunity for that. Also, I'm thinking like business-wise, what what innovations and what things can bring value to the market and can help those around them. Not just to make a buck, but to literally say, hey, we didn't have this before. We need it now. It's going to be really helpful. Or let's say, yeah, you do have a business and you're thinking, okay, well, I do this. And right now, over the next six months, I don't think we're going to sell a lot of this product. How do you pivot? What can you do that brings value, that helps people? I'm already thinking that with streakers, you know? How, how can streakers be a business that in the background can help people in a major way and 
stay a business, right? Like how can we do things differently? Maybe it's not just cleaning windows. Maybe once the whole, uh, illness or whatever, the virus kind of goes away, maybe we'll offer full on cleaning of people's homes and their cars and things like that, because that's going to be a high priority, making sure everything gets sanitized, recleaned. And um, so maybe that's just one pivot, right? Maybe there's some other things. In fact, Brighton texted me today and he said that some people are putting their Christmas lights back up because they just kind of want to have a little bit of joy, a little bit of cheerful spirit out. And so maybe streakers will come out and put your lights up, right? Like, I don't know. I'm just saying in times where where it's so easy to just sit back and be afraid or just throw out a cliche of saying, hey, don't be afraid. We have to remember that it's both a an action of, yeah, I'm, I'm going to choose not to be afraid, but I'm also going to live it out. I'm going to choose to do things that maybe weren't the norm, and I'm going to do whatever it takes to make sure that uh, I can help my neighbors pull out on the other side with me. And so anyway, that's kind of just the first thing I wanted to throw out there. On Wednesday nights, I usually speak to a bunch of college students. And um, today's a Wednesday as I'm recording this, but even as I'm recording it video uh, and, and posting it tonight, I just figured why not, right? Like I'm not on vacation. I'm figured it's kind of time to get back to work and do what I can from home. And so uh, I hope that you're able to have that perspective, to, to be healthy, to be safe, take precautions. I mean, we, we went out to get some groceries for, for our neighbor and brought it back to him. And um, we definitely washed up, cleaned up. And uh, so, so be safe, play it smart. But I think that this is a perfect opportunity, just as Maxwell said, that in uncertainty and in crisis, there's opportunity for leadership. So how can we lead? How can we innovate? And how can we maybe do things a little bit differently that this has opened our eyes to. So, all right, well, uh, be on the lookout. I think I'll probably definitely be doing more of these more frequently now that I'm at home. <laughs> and uh, I also think that on for my college students, I think I want to do some Q&As, some pastoral Q&As, whatever kind of questions are on your mind, whether it's both spiritual or practical, kind of combining those things. And uh, so, yeah, if you have any thoughts, let me know. But like I said, I hope... Uh, you're staying healthy, staying safe, and um, be kind, love people, all the classic stuff that's already out there. But uh, convert your retreat into advance. Hope you have a good night.